0: what okay so this is classroom matters yeah and so we could do um
1: we could come up with some clever oh, yeah. name mm-hmm. easily we would have years of material you and i would be Education. really funny too I know. we would be funny because we are funny <laughs> we may be the only people that think that but it doesn't matter right i mean we're laughing why does it matter <laughs> Now I'm gonna have to like get serious.
0: Yeah, that's the name of it. Why does it matter? Yeah. You'll have classroom matters. Doesn't and it really we'll, matter. Why does,
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, Doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: we'll have the counter.
1: We'll have not the, really.
0: Yeah, we'll have the counter to yeah. it.
1: School districts are being challenged to not only find qualified teachers for vacancies, but to also retain highly qualified educators to handle the projected increases in student populations. Are we truly in a crisis situation with the national teacher shortage or has some of these statistics and opinions been distorted to fit a different agenda? Today, in this episode of Classroom Matters, I get the privilege of sitting down with a friend, Amy Joyce, who is the Chief Human Resources Officer in the Parkway School District.
0: Hi, Amy. Hi, Christy. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here Thank you for coming.
1: Sure. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we might jump into some other topics, too. But tell us just really quickly about what it is that you're doing at the Parkway School District
0: all right so my position is you know chief human resources officer i'm in charge of what i like to refer to as goal two um, and that is the uh, recruitment and retention of highly qualified staff and in parkway um, one other area that we are focusing in on is hiring a diverse staff too because we are a very diverse student uh, population in Parkway. So my job encompasses all of the recruitment and retention for all positions in the district. So um, specifically are you wanting to know what we are what we're doing to address those
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. you're smack dab in the middle of this <clears throat> topic and it's yeah. all over all the time like I actually was just in ordering Chinese the other night and mm-hmm. I was sitting there waiting for my order and there was a, something going across the news about national teacher shortage and you know what are we doing and why do we have this issue and is it really truly an issue or are they sort of inflating what the issue is so what is your opinion on that and do you think we really are truly in a crisis situation not only in the state of Missouri but in the nation
0: I do, and um, what I can tell you is, I've been in human resources for the last 18 years, and I've worked in three major school districts in HR in the St. Louis area. And I can tell you what I have seen, and, and this is just a very basic example of a very um, highly advertised position: is an elementary classroom teacher. So um, when I first started. I would see upwards of four to 500 applicants for one classroom position. So it was highly competitive. Now I'll see maybe 100 to 200 applicants and that is for, for elementary. So I'm sure you can imagine what the candidate pool is like for some of the teacher shortage areas like math. Science. Um, we do not hire special education teachers because we partner with a special school district, but I can tell you that they have a lot of unfilled positions mm-hmm. as well. So for for math, science, foreign language, um, English as a second language, we'll have maybe a dozen, which is very disheartening. And in Parkway, we are one of the most sought after mm-hmm. school districts, I would say, in the area because of our Competitive salaries because of our work environment, because of the location. So we have to work hard with our recruitment to make sure that we've got a, a solid applicant pool for our principals mm-hmm. to um, yeah. re- to interview. So and I, I think it's real.
1: Well, I know there's tons of statistics and research, but in your professional opinion, because mm-hmm. you're seeing this, yes, you're seeing it every mm-hmm. day. You're living mm-hmm. it. You're working it. You're seeing it. Why? Why is this happening? Is it the salaries, is it the demands of the job, is it the dynamics of the families and the students that teachers don't want to have to deal with anymore? What do, you, what do you correlate this with?
0: I think it's all of the above. I don't think there is one single answer, but I do appreciate the conversation right now at the state, at the national mm-hmm. level about teacher salaries. And there has ha, we have to fix teacher salaries. We have to put more resources into paying our teachers better. Mm-hmm. That that is the number one reason that teachers leave the profession: low salary. In addition to lack of um, maybe support, mm-hmm. um, lack of a cohesive culture and climate. So that's why we lose people. But we also use our salaries as a recruitment tool, believe it or not. So we have to look at, are we competitive in mm-hmm. the area? And, and Parkway is up there um, with competitiveness. We only lose applicants to one or two different school districts mm-hmm. depending upon the position because of salary. But I think salary is, is a major factor. And I think work environment too, schools are changing and the needs of the students are changing. And being a teacher takes a very special person to go into the classroom every day and have a class, sometimes 25, maybe 30 students, and getting to know each of them individually, what their needs are, what their backgrounds are. And then you have the exterior forces that are saying, oh, the students must per- grow, the students must perform, the students must mm-hmm. learn. And so being able to individualize that for mm-hmm. a number of students is very stressful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have the, the low salaries, the changing dynamics of the classroom, um, sometimes lack of um, family support. I know many years ago, it wasn't about, um, you know, was the teacher right or wrong? when we grew up, the teacher was always, always right. right. Always right. Always. And I know from and my. And that's changed. It has. I know from my experience, my girls had to mm-hmm. prove their innocence before
1: yeah. <laughs> before I would believe
0: them. But and don't
1: you even think that yes. if they, even if they did prove their innocence, you still, it didn't matter. I, no, it didn't. It, and that's how it was in my, yeah. in my home too. You know, when I was a, a kid in elementary school, middle school, it didn't matter. Yes. The teacher was always right. And my, my family always supported the teacher no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's, definitely changed.
0: Yeah, it it has and so lack of lack of parental parental support and and respect for the profession Mm -hmm. is a contributing factor and you know when kids go through a school system they have a certain experience and so if they are seeing these things in the classroom if they are experiencing situations within their school it could be positive or it could be negative and if they don't have a good experience they're not going to go into education Mm -hmm. and what we're seeing too is parents generally don't support their children going into education for the factors that that we have you know already mentioned yeah So. so
1: hiring the right teachers is the first step yes what do you look for because you know i know a lot of our listeners are Going into education, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. students right now um, yeah. taking courses to be in a teacher, prep, you know, prep program at a right. university, right? So, or or older people that have decided that maybe this is their path. Sure. So, you do a lot of interviewing, helping administrators interview. What is what are you looking for in a qualified teacher?
0: You know, what I'm looking for are things that you can't teach, and so when I meet someone who is um, looking to become a teacher in Parkway, or really any school district. My, my lens has not changed. I wanna know what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. For me, that knowledge and that skill, those are things that you can teach. You can teach content. You can teach best instructional, pa- um, best instructional practices. But when it comes to your heart, that is who you are. And Mm -hmm. so you really need to dig deep into the applicant and find out what their passion is. And we want to make sure that we have a teacher that is going to build a relationship with the student, build a relationship with the family. They have no bias and they have an open mind about that individual child, where they are academically, socially, emotionally, and have them walk into a classroom environment to be their best self every day. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a little story about, um, about a teacher. She has uh, a student with uh, autism in her classroom, and she um, uses social media to push out to the parents every day like what their children are doing Mm -hmm. and and the parents just love going on instagram and seeing what their kids are doing and so forth one of the moms came to the teacher and said you know what i never knew what was going on in my child's day until my child had you as Mm -hmm. a teacher because the child with autism can go through and say I did this I did this I did this so the teacher was making a connection with this student who is making a connection at home that now they have this seamless communication about what's happening Mm -hmm. in school and so you know they have a great feeling about their educational experience so if I have to say one thing that I would look for in a teacher is I want to know that their heart is in the right place
1: yeah yeah and i would agree with that um and do you think that that's a, that's a really interesting point because i think that it circles back around to that's probably why they get burnt out and stressed out and it really takes a toll on them mentally and physically when they've done it because they truly are i mean i the majority of, of teachers that i've worked with or that i know are those kinds of people they're truly passionate and their heart is in it. Like their heart, you're working with children.
0: You know, you're not working behind a
1: desk, you're not working with a computer program, you're not working with clients that you never meet. You're working with children that you truly do fall in Mm -hmm. love with throughout the school year. You love these children. And so, you know, sometimes I wonder like, this is why we're losing them because they just can't do it anymore. And that's where you have to look at the support systems that they have within the school
0: and then within the district. well, you take it home with you. You do, and you it worry, never goes away. And you, sl- you 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 dream about your mm-hmm. students. You That's worry right. about situations, and we need to have very strong onboarding programs. You know, so you know, I've done um, a little bit of study on just onboarding versus orientation, and so. Generally, when you bring folks into an organization, you'll do the one to two day orientation checklist. You know, you have all your paperwork, you have your certification, you have your check, Mm -hmm. you know, background check. Here's the curriculum, there you go. But you really need to look at effective onboarding programs that last anywhere from three months to three years. And so, what are you doing to acclimate that new teacher into your climate and culture? Are they connected Mm -hmm. to the school community and the parents and mentors? Of course the compliance pieces and then clarification, do they completely understand their job? And so you have to constantly have touch points with first through third year teachers just so they know that they're doing a good job, that you're having coaching conversations and not um, discipline conversations Mm -hmm. with them right away. and you have to connect them with an effective mentor uh, mentors have to be someone who are going to invest in mm-hmm. them and care about what is happening in the classroom. I was um, you know just briefly looking at some of the reasons why teachers leave mm-hmm. and, and leadership is one of the reasons lack of leadership yeah. and, and lack of support and um, and I get that yeah administrators have a very tough job too. Mm-hmm teachers have the number one job when it comes to student achievement and impact it is the teacher and so our administrators have to support our teachers Mm -hmm. so if they need a timeout right cover their classroom you know let them take a a two-minute break to to decompress Mm -hmm. find ways that you can recognize and acknowledge what is happening in the classroom Um, to support where they are emotionally Mm -hmm. with their job. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't have well teachers, we are not going to have well classrooms Mm -hmm. where the kids
1: can learn. Yeah. And what's, I mean, how do you balance that? Because at some point, they do have to know how to teach their curriculum. And they do have to show Mm -hmm. that their students are growing Mm -hmm. academically. Mm -hmm. And all of the love and, and passion and all of that's great. And you have to have that. But if you don't, if you're not able to get to the point, or sometimes I feel like there's a lot of boundaries in education where maybe you feel something is better for your students than what the policy and procedures will allow you to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of pressure on teachers to stick with a certain script in a curriculum or stick with a certain way of doing class when maybe they truly don't feel that that's the best way. So how do they balance that and kind of get through that challenge? Yeah, autonomy with Mm -hmm.
0: teaching is Another reason why teachers leave Mm -hmm. Um, and and so I acknowledge that yes there if you have a scripted curriculum if everybody has to be on unit 3 by October yeah you're taking away the creativity Mm -hmm. in the art of teaching Um,
1: or if the kids aren't there yeah I just was having a conversation on Saturday a friend of mine just started her very first teaching job first grade she's been there for well since the beginning of the year and she's already frustrated because she has – the majority of her kids are not getting the lessons in math. But they're mm-hmm. telling her, you just got to keep going. And she's so frustrated and asking me what to do. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's really a fine line because you right. do have to get to a certain point. But, I, you know, you hate to leave kids behind. Right. But it's a real issue.
0: Yeah, it is a real issue. And, and they're – and lies another area that mm-hmm. we we have to address. You know, what are the opportunities for intervention and acceleration or an enrichment if kids yeah. are on the other end of the spectrum? You know, I like to I like to use an analogy with with teaching. You know, being a teacher is like a conductor, and you have this this big orchestra. Everybody's playing a different instrument, and it it all has to work seamlessly to create this beautiful song. And so you do have to have a lot of different tricks in your bag to mm-hmm. make all of that happen. You have to have, you know, an orderly classroom where kids are engaged in learning all the time. It starts with the relationship procedures and routines and then having your correct curriculum mm-hmm. and then delivering it to meet the student learning needs. And so it it is a, a, a huge task and not everybody is cut out to be a teacher. And so, you know, yes there are expectations people we do have to have um, <clears throat> performance um, expectations mm-hmm. with our with academic scores and so forth so if coaching if mentoring if none of the uh, support avenues are working then unfortunately it may not be a, a mm-hmm. matched profession yeah. and we do like to find um, and coach um teachers maybe into another profession earlier
1: on in their career than later because it yeah. is harder yeah it is harder for them and sometimes that's easier to you know i had um stephanie Koschowski on the show mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about the teacher um prep program at um and things like that and you know and sometimes those conversations need to come even before they've gotten out and into the mm-hmm. world and are trying to get a job and that's just the sometimes it's just the way it is you know not everybody is cut out to be in front of a classroom but there's always other avenues within the field of education um, that they can go into at the same point. So so let me ask you this. Let's say you walk into one of the most high-performing teachers' classrooms that you have in your district. What does that look like? Tell me what you see when you walk in there. I see smiling
0: faces. I see kids engaged. I see the teacher interacting with students um, maybe in small groups. I see a bright classroom. I see um, learning objectives. I see um, kids talking to each other about what they're learning. Um, I see kids wanting to share with you what they're learning. Um, The classrooms that are the most engaging and the most productive are when kids light up and say, hey, Mm -hmm. can I share with you what I'm doing? You know, can I read to you? I learned this, you know. Um, It's a place where kids can take risks and they're not fearful of participating. Um, Kids feel connected with other kids. They're happy. Mm -hmm. So those those are the classrooms that you you just get a great feeling when you walk in.
1: So, and we're definitely then moving away from the traditional teacher, sage on the stage, kids all sitting in desks with their heads down, working at their, we're really past that, aren't we? We are past it. We should be.
0: We are past it. And (laughs) if if you were to walk into one of uh, a classroom that has Um, flexible seating it looks like a lounge yeah I mean you could have you know just these little couches these little you know mats that kids could sit on you might have some high top tables it's it's all about understanding that we do not all learn the same and we don't feel the same in a classroom environment Mm -hmm. Um, so kids might want to lay on the floor and do their math that's okay you know what is the end game right we want kids to grow does mm-hmm. it matter if they're sitting in a desk or sitting on the floor mm-hmm. no it really doesn't matter do
1: you have a hard time with that concept um, with some veteran <laughs> teachers because they're so in their mind that that is not what schools should yeah. look like
0: yeah and even myself I mean <laughs> Me I've, I've been around a long time so I, I walk I'm like what is going on I know. In here you know is it nap time in the sixth right, grade classroom right. <laughs> exactly um, so Yes, there is a mindset it is that that you have to move beyond but yeah. I think we have some some very innovative teachers that are dabbling with the flexible flexible seating and how it works um, what expectations you have to have for the right. kids you know so I I try to get in classrooms when I can. Unfortunately, I don't very often. But when I do, it just is amazing mm-hmm. to me the environment that teachers create. Um, another another thing that um, I've I've learned about are the flip classrooms.
1: Oh, we just did an episode on that. Yeah, yes, so, it's so wonderful. Yeah. So
0: my daughter um, is a first grade teacher, and she and her teammates flip classrooms all yep. the time. So if they're doing a unit. On the medical profession, you know, she's making an operating room. That's she's right. making the triage room. You know, so it's it's really giving students a real life experience. Mm-hmm. If you can't take them to a hospital, then you create the right. hospital. Right. And I was just amazed at mm-hmm. the flip classroom concept.
1: Yeah, it, it is amazing. You know, and like I said, we just did an episode on that. Uh, my colleague Tim Gore and I uh, talked about that for quite a while, and. It's just another innovative way that we're moving forward in education because mm-hmm. we're really teaching, and I know we've been saying this for a while now, we're teaching to kids to get them ready for careers that don't even exist yet. And we think about ourselves in a work environment. I want to be able to have productive dialogue with my colleagues. I don't want to be stuck at a desk, you know, looking at, with paper and pencil or looking at a computer or having every minute scheduled out for me. Um, but yeah, the flipped classroom concept is amazing, and it's just a way for you to really engage and get to know your kids, and for them to start exploring their passions and what they truly want to do, instead of forcing them into the same little peg that everybody mm-hmm. else, you think everybody else should be in. Right. So, um, so one last thing before we wrap up. If I was a teacher, and I'd been teaching for five years, and I was an exemplar teacher, and I came to you and I said, listen... I, this isn't working for me. I'm totally stressed out. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm not producing what I need to produce. I feel like I'm failing, I'm exhausted. I, I might be resigning. What would be your advice to me? Cause I know we have a lot of listeners that are in that position. I've heard from people mm-hmm. that are like, this is too much for me. And they're wonderful, wonderful teachers. What would be your advice? I would ask, because I'm
0: interested right now, I feel like my, my mindset with with um, school environments has, has completely done a 180 in the last 10 mm-hmm. years and so I would ask how are we failing you? How is the system failing you? We ask how systems fail mm-hmm. students but we need to find out how is the system failing our employees and so I would ask what what can we or what should we have done to support you more?
1: Well, I would like Fridays off. Um, I would also like a coffee bar in the back of my room. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, those, those things <laughs> make it The coffee bar might actually yeah. have helped me. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, unfortunately, because of the way schools are set up, we can't do a lot about right. that. You know, about Personal the, needs. Yeah, you know, the eight to five teach from home. Right. You know, that is a... right. However, we do have some teachers that only teach virtual yeah, from their Yeah, virtual the teaching, house. that's the yeah. next thing that's coming yeah, through. So yeah, so creative. How great is that? Yes, it, it's amazing. But I, I think about, you know, when I talked a little bit about, you know, giving those little br- breaks, doing that touch point, how are you doing? Do you need a break? Is everything okay? Um, do we need more training, more development? Just more support, checking in, offering EAP, work-life balance. Um, it's demanding, you know. You were a teacher. I was a teacher. We're grading papers or doing mm-hmm. things till eight, ten o'clock at night, compromising family time. So finding out what it is and then seeing if there is a way to assist. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, I think we have to be more flexible with just part-time teachers, job sharing. That too, I think, is something that we need to be open to. Um, So I would have a conversation. We're trying to um, think about moving from exit interviews for when employees leave, shifting to stay interviews, like why do you stay? Oh, yeah. And so talking to teachers that have been in, in the profession under 10 years and the reason why I would go under 10 is because generally people if they're going to move districts because of pay benefits or closer to home it's going to be under 10 years just because of the salary schedule Mm -hmm. but I want to know why people are staying in Parkway what is it about Parkway that makes you stay Mm -hmm. what is it maybe that you may have thought about leaving for and then focusing in on those those items yeah I think Parkway has an amazing climate and culture Um, Best I've ever worked in, um, very high expectations, but there is a great level of support. But we have a long way to go Mm -hmm. also. And our focus right now is how can we support our students with their social-emotional needs, and how can we also support our staff Mm -hmm. while they're working with students with Mm social-emotional needs. It's a big challenge right now, and finding the money to do so is even greater yeah
1: yeah would you also encourage these younger teachers to seek out speak up absolutely don't, don't do it by yourself speak up yeah. Talk to someone
0: working working in HR I I work very closely with our teacher union and we will hear from our teacher union high-level concerns about what is happening with our teaching workforce I want to know and I want to see the face behind the concern because that's where I can really help build a relationship with you and help you so Mm -hmm. I think there is a fear of speaking up whether it be I'm not a ten-year teacher yet i have only been here one year I don't feel anybody would listen to me Um, I think that there is um, a perception of a level of maybe mistrust but they do need to speak up, because we do want to know. And we can work toward making, making changes. Yeah.
1: Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on Classroom Matters. It's just an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, and we'll have to have you back. I know that this is your last year. Yes, it is, Christy. I can't believe. it. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I, uh, I'm excited too. I'm excited <laughs> yeah. too. Well, well, you'll have to come back in in a year or two and let us know what you're up to and what path you've taken after you've you've left education. So, thank you so much.
0: I appreciate it, Christy, and thanks for all you do for for the education uh, industry. You know, you are truly a, a pioneer, and you're so creative and innovative. And I just admire everything that you're that you've done since we've worked together.
1: I know it's been a long time, but it's been great. It is. All okay. right. Thank you. And this is Christy Hull signing off for this episode of Classroom Matters, and don't forget to check out our website at educate.today.